Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse M. Hey, friend. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, I am sitting here um, drinking my cocoa, and I have a candle lit, and I'm just I love this. generally unwinding from a full day. Woohoo! I know. Full days are like good because you feel accomplished but then you're like definitely the unwind is necessary yeah for sure also i just want to say if anybody heard a burp that was the dog (laughs) Um, because that's just how he rolls around we would all have assumed it was meg so i'm glad you oh my gosh he is just like (laughs) all the snorty drooling hot mess of a boy dog (laughs) I love that. Um, so what are you up to right now? So we are hanging out. Um, Graham is watching Gray. And yeah, Yay. we are um, finishing up some compliance stuff Ooh. for work because we're starting again next week. Oh, my Yay. gosh. Yay. I'm excited and sad for you all at the right? same time. Also same. Okay. Um. Anyone who is a mama who went back to work after, like, whatever the recommend, like, what is it, like, six to eight weeks? Like, people go no, back. Oh, like, 12, right? Okay, well, someone just told me that they went back in eight. So, maybe oh. it is, like, eight to 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you can go back sooner, but okay. I feel like a lot so, of places will give you 12. Okay, well, that, then they're generous. We'll say eight to 12. Either way, um, freaking kudos to you guys because... I cannot imagine feeling prepared, like having a daycare lined up, having like all the like milk stuff lined up. Like I literally can't even begin to imagine how, how I would have done that that quickly after adjusting to a newborn. So you, if you didn't already get told this today, you're Wonder Woman and um, (laughs) yeah. I love that. Yes. I love that. Women are pretty amazing, truthfully. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, so I've got a question. This is completely unrelated, but I was thinking about this, and I was like, oh, let's just talk about it. Do you know this app called the Be Real app? Be Real app. No. You don't? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, like, describe it. My, describe it. All my hip, cool, much younger friends are, like, doing it. Um, so it is an app that basically sends you a notification once a day and you have like two minutes to take a picture of exactly what you're doing right then and there. And Wait, it takes, what? It takes a front shot and a back shot. So like if I'm staring at Solomon, who's burping in my face and I took a picture, it would show my face and it would show what is going on around me, which would be my dog. Weird. Okay, but why? And then it uploads it, and you follow your people. So then in the midst of a day, you can see, like, what your people are doing, just real life. Not Instagram-worthy pics, not all the filters, not people that you, like, just follow. This is, like, your crew. This would be, like, you and I would follow each other, and Adam would follow you interesting and it's like kind of a cool way to stay in touch with your people that's just like in the nitty-gritty every day so even when you're talking about like being a mama it's really cool for like siblings who don't necessarily like live 
that close together or even if you do live close together but just like what's going on oh you're in the kitchen feeding the baby that's cool like it's a little weird wait so can you you follow people yeah so you can like invite people or if they're already on the app interesting so um, like you could follow a celebrity just to like watch i guess yeah i guess i probably could i feel like it's gonna turn into that Probably. Right, and then but it's right gonna now, be like it feels wholesome. Don't suck the wholesomeness out. Oh. <laughs> Keep it wholesome. Keeping it wholesome. Okay. There's not that many Agreed. people that are on it, but they all seem to be like your age. Be be real. Wait, so you have one? Yeah, because my wow. friend got me hooked up on it, and so I need more people to like people that I care about to see what's going on in there every day. So you and I wow. All right. Impressed We're- by you I- listeners. <laughs> Meg is young, hip and techy. I am teaching M a thing or two, which again is because I have hip younger friends. Who I love it. Well, that's super interesting. I may or may not get it. I feel like my time is already too consumed on my phone. So like all my friends are like, you need to redownload Snapchat. And I'm like, listen, Instagram and Facebook suck enough out of me. Like, I don't need another thing to suck it out of me, you know? But that's what the cool thing is about this app is, like, it's not something that you can just be on scrolling through. Because once your people post for the day, that's it. You're done. Oh, so it's just one post. It's just one post a day. But, like, all at different times, right? Yeah, it's just, like, little snapshots. So it'll be, like, oh, they're waking up in the morning and they're, like, reading or they're at work. That's kind of fun. I can kind of dig it. Okay. Exactly. You might have sold me. Okay. Um, we can give it if, a n- if nursing doesn't do it for you, you could probably go into sales, and I think you'd be great. <laughs> but we'll give it a go, and we'll just see what you think about it. Okay, I like it, guys. Okay. More to come on this okay. in the following episode if you, too, should get a Be Real if you don't already have one. Yeah, and if you do, then I want to hear if you like it. I mean, I'm guessing that you do like it if you have it. Interesting. I know. Wow, you're going to – okay, this is fun. Okay, all right, you sold me. I need so, to get excited about it. This gets into our topic, actually. Oh. Can I can I get a drum roll and segue, please? Uh, segue. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like on the couch. I'm like, I can't figure out what's all this So, Meg and I were chatting, and maybe this is just the season of life I'm in, but I feel like this is a very reoccurring season that can also relate to our profession or any workplace, really, um, is how to say no and to keep your no, no. What was the segue? Um, oh, 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 I forgot about that. Um, the segue <laughs> is if I didn't want to get it be real, I'd have to say no and just stick to my no, but I didn't oh, give it a full yes. no. Right. Okay, sorry. Um, we're coming full circle now. Okay, <laughs> full circle. Okay, great. Um, I love yeah, that so, I'm sure you're going with it. Yes, and I was kind of thinking about this topic, but then I was like, eh, who wants to hear about that? And then um, my husband and I have been trying to be better about being in the word, and so we're pushing each other every time, every night, when we put the baby down, we read literally one chapter, and we're starting with the Gospels. Because, like, also, our brain power is just not elevated enough for the Old Testament right now. Um so we're in the New Testament, and Matthew talks about keep your yes, yes, and your no, no. Mm, yes, it does. And I was like, you know, I can get down with that because 
as much as we harp on the fact of like, you know, saying no for good boundaries and, um, you know, are you even able to say no? Are you able to say no to that work shift? Are you able to say no to a family member when like your schedule is way too tight, but you feel like you have to help? Like, are you able to actually say no in a way that gives you peace? Because Mm. I think there's a lot of ways to say no, but in a way that gives you peace, like you've come, you have met it because that's hard in a lot of ways, in a lot of, a lot of of things. So I just think that we can relate this biblically and in our work life and people are talking about it. Like there's, you know, when you go look at boundaries, like Henry Cloud is our guy, actually where I pulled most of my content from for this topic, um, is Mr. Henry Cloud's site. And he talks about different steps of saying no and healthy boundaries within that. Mm. So love it. And yeah. you and I are recovering people pleasers, each of us. Yes. Can I get an amen? So we really know how challenging it is to say no because we both want to please people to a fault. Yes. And that's not okay. Right. And so we're trying to be better. Yes, we are trying to be better. Yeah. And I feel like it is a constant ebb and flow of like, Am I good at it in this season? Maybe next season I won't be, you know? Like, different Mm -hmm. things are going to throw us for different whirlwinds. And um, maybe certain seasons we're supposed to be pulled a little bit more from ourselves. Um, And that's something that God's trying to refine us in. But Henry Cloud's step one is practice baby nose. So part of this um, piece that he mentioned, he said, the members know that true intimacy is only built around the freedom to disagree. Begin practicing your no with people who will honor it and love you for it. Mm. And I really appreciate those people. Yeah. Because until you have those people. um, It's hard to be that person. Yeah. It's really hard to feel safe as you are exercising some of these spaces. And I was reading where we're saying that, honestly, I mean, as children, we're taught that being respectful is not saying no. Because we're largely talking about a parent-child relationship. But when does that actually turn into an unhealthy space that is no longer productive or um, being used for our our benefit? Do you know what I'm trying to say? And so I think when we say no to somebody, we feel like we're being disrespectful. We feel like we're being unloving. Like, when did a no ever equal unloving? Our Heavenly Father says no to us out of his goodness because he loves us so much. He wouldn't love us half as good as he does if he just let us have everything we wanted and said yes to us constantly. Like, that would be indulging us to a place that would no longer be to our benefit or to our health. So, all of that to say, like, I love... I love the people that I can say no to and they totally respect that. It doesn't change our relationship. It doesn't impact who we are together. I mean, obviously we're not just going to be walking around saying like no all the time, but people who are like really hear you out and, and that's okay. Right. And along that same like thought, Meg, you said, you know, even, you know, God tells us no in certain situations and biblically we see that for, you know, in scripture. And so 
I love that you always stand firm in the thought that we're told to love our neighbor as ourself, but how are we loving ourselves? Mm-hmm. And so if I just never said no to myself, like, do you know how I would be, first off, I would be so chubby because I would I don't eat think you so, would, but continue. I would eat so much chocolate and sweets, like it would not be, I would not be well. I don't think you would get chubby, but I don't think you would be well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if I never said no to myself, yeah, right. so we're told not only does God say no to us, we need to say no to ourselves. Yeah. Therefore, like saying no to others should just even more sound okay to do. And a boundary is also a limitation. A boundary is set because we're not willing to extend ourselves in spaces that are no longer healthy or helpful. And so that same limitation is what you're saying. When we say no to ourselves, it's honestly a healthy boundary, right? Like, I am not going to eat all the things. I'm not going to work 60 hours. I'm not going to just sit on the couch all day. Like, I'm going to say no to sitting on the couch all day. Like, I got to get up. I got to go do something productive. I got to go for a walk. Like, those are limitations that we put on ourselves, which is what you're saying, that really is also establishing boundaries. So isn't that kind of interesting that your step one is about baby nose? Um, Would you say that also being able to say no to yourself and set healthy boundaries with yourself would be part of the step one? Oh, for sure. I think that's a great point. I never really thought about it like that. Me neither. You're so wise, Em. Oh, that's you. Um, Slash, thank you, Henry Cloud. Love Henry Cloud. If you guys don't know, Em and I, um, when we show up to certain events, we like to actually give out books. And our last event, we were giving out the book Boundaries. So if you truly have never read it or do not currently own a copy do yourself a huge favor and just purchase one. I don't, they're not even that expensive, right? And like you no. end up getting copies for like five bucks, I think. Yeah. You can definitely find them pretty cheap. And it's not one of those books that you have to read from front to back. It would be helpful because he does reference a few things like from one chapter to the next. But if you are struggling in that season with boundaries with family or boundaries with friends or whatever, the, you know, he has a chapter pretty much on everything. Um, you can really just go to that chapter and read through it and feel like you benefited. Yeah. And, and empowered. That's kind yes. of how I feel when I, um, get a chance to just, uh, read on a topic that feels like somebody really is saying to me, like giving me back an authoritative voice yes. to say like, no, this really is okay. You're not right. a bad human. If you're setting boundaries or limitations, like you said, with yourself or others. And so sometimes I need to hear that affirmation. Right. Yeah. Because we get really hard on ourselves. For sure. Someone tells us that they're struggling with the same thing we're struggling with. Like you feel that likeness and you're able to be like united in what you in each other. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So step two is rejoice in the guilty feelings so guys these are all (laughs) i love yeah right right so these are all um on henry cloud's website if you look up you could literally probably google henry cloud how to say no or good boundaries or anything um and you'd find it on the site but i went through these were very lengthy um 
written out things for each step, but I went through and highlighted just like some things that really stood out to me. So in step two, rejoicing in the guilty feelings, what I really appreciated was he said, in a fun way, then, activating the hostile conscience is a sign of spiritual growth, a signal that you may be protesting restraints. If the conscience were silent and providing no, how could you, guilt-inducing messages, it might mean that you were remaining enslaved to the internal parent. That's why I heard you to rejoice in the guilt. It means that you are moving ahead. Hmm. That's so yes. good. Right? I love that. I think. I love that a lot. It's really easy to like fall into that um, condemnation mm-hmm. area with this. And mm-hmm. I think realizing, listen, are like as much as Satan and God can be attributing to some of the things we choose and say, um, we also have like our own conscience. And so, like, triangle to that and what we're able to think and process and you know speak and so sometimes it really can just from our own nature nurture like speaking out and so taking a pause to really actually find out okay but where can this if it's not coming from god or satan or you know one or the other where can i step that it's coming and looks like more of god and Mm. um i don't know that's just kind of what i was thinking along that path but yeah the guilty feelings is very uncomfortable um and actually do yeah but well, i think you have to practice gonna, it yes and also knowing that you're gonna have to get comfortable with disappointing other people Ooh. and that's yeah. part of rejoicing in the guilt because a lot of times my guilt is associated with the fact that i feel like i've now let somebody down I wasn't able to come through for them the way that they were hoping that I could. Um, right. Obviously, unhealthy individuals um, or people that are still working on this part mm. um, may not extend the grace to you. That they, they don't really understand should. it. Right, exactly. And so I think getting comfortable with letting other people down is a really hard thing. And it should be a hard thing. It really yeah. should be. Like, I think that that's how we stay sensitive to one another, but also to be able to say, like, maybe even just that very thing. Like, I'm really sorry. I hate to disappoint you. I'm just not able to X, Y, and Z. Right. Like, maybe that's how we embrace it. I don't know. Yeah, I totally agree. Because if you've ever read Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head, she talks a lot about, like, ending spirals. And I think what you're saying, Meg, and that guilt that you feel and that I feel um, a lot of times can very rapidly take me down a terrible spiral of like, it, it was just me saying no to someone and now I feel guilty and now I'm bashing myself and now my day is ruined and now I can't let it go. And now I'm mad at myself because I got, and now I'm mad at myself for ruining my husband's night. And it's just like, it can spiral so crazy from there. So like to shift your perspective immediately and say, I'm going to rejoice in these guilty feelings can be such a perspective shift that I really think could benefit us in learning how to say no. Yeah. It really does allow some freedom in a negative space because I think the other thing is like you were saying that it's, it, it really does spiral down. Um, and then I think it sets us up next time. If we live in that spiral down and don't rejoice, 
the next time we're not going to say no because we hated the way that it made us feel. And we're going to be like, oh, my gosh. And I remember yeah. that literally I became a total grouch and I became yeah. a horrible bean. And then I made everybody else around me a grouch. And so what was the point of that? I'm going to just say yes and spare everybody. And now you're right back actually in the, the very essence of people pleasing. Yes. Which is and not noticed... always even about the other people. It's about you trying to preserve not yes. feeling the guilty, the unloved, the yeah. unhappy feelings. Yeah. Exactly. There's a, lot, there's a lot there. A lot to unpack there. And I've noticed with myself, like, when I start to be, like, when I'm grumbling and complaining about the things that I have to do, that is my, like, red flag to take a step back. And you're going to have to start saying no more, M, because, like, I'm talking to myself because I'm like, Okay, if you are complaining about the things you have to do and you're not being joyful in them, like that's your that's your sign. Like you're doing too much and you're stretched too thin because everything you should do, you should be doing it with a positive attitude. So like, yeah. Love yep. That. Yep. All right. So step 3. This one's a little long, so bear with me, but step 3 is practicing grown-up nose. So we went from the practice baby nose to rejoicing in the guilty feelings, to now practicing grown-up no's. So what I had written down for this was, it's important not to confuse our goals here. Often, those who have been boundary injured think that the objective is to set limits on those important areas and get life stabilized again. They may be living for the day when I can tell mom no, or when I can set limits on my husband's drinking. While these sorts of confrontations are very important, they aren't the ultimate target of learning boundaries. Our real target is maturity, the ability to love successfully and work successfully. Boundary setting is a large part of maturing. We can't really love until we have boundaries. Otherwise, we love out of compliance or guilt. And we can't really be productive at work without boundaries, or we're busy following others' agendas that were double-minded and unstable. The goal is to have a character structure that has boundaries and that can set limits on self and others at the appropriate times. Mm. That's meaty. That is meaty. What are your thoughts? Anything? I think when you start setting those boundaries appropriately, then it kind of goes back to that freedom. Um, that you're not going to put a limitation on your husband's drinking or a boundary on that. Cause we're not about trying to change other people's behavior. We're changing yeah. our behavior. Right. And so all you're doing is just saying, Hey, I'm going to come to the party, but I have to leave by nine o'clock and it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. You're going to the party and then you're leaving at nine o'clock. And that's like right. a really simplified example, but you have the freedom to be like, it doesn't matter. Right. And keeping that promise to yourself because you can't, if you can't keep promises to yourself, like how hard is it going to be going to be to be able to keep your promises to others? Yeah, exactly. And if there are other people that are like, man, I really wanted you to stay or I wanted you to do something different. That's okay. They can, they can want that. There's nothing wrong in that. Again, we're not controlling or manipulating um, their feelings or emotions. They can feel whatever they want to feel. Just like you're going to feel whatever emotions that you feel. It's about how we're responding to those right. emotions. And when you kind of already established that boundary, it's so much easier to say the yes and the no. And also sometimes yes and no's are easier if you decide way early, way ahead of time. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like some of this, like, 
Christian, like no sex before marriage and things like that. It's easier to decide it for yourself way before you're ever even in a relationship or I'm just not picking up over time after X number of hours in a week because it affects my family too much. So then if somebody comes to you and asks, it's just a no brainer. I'm really sorry. You know what I mean? Like when you're nearing like your budget and you're like, I just can't spend any more money then you just stop spending money. Right. And you're like, Oh, sorry. I just can't for this month. Maybe next month. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Meg. Well, I was just going to say like, I think like, determining some of that like stuff that you want things that are going to be boundaries um and yeses and nos that you're going to decide to collectively with your person um with family or whatever and I think to have those conversations really early on is just so so helpful um yeah Yeah. what were you gonna say I was just gonna say with what going off of what you're saying with the two things the one is the way you described like you're saying no in that one situation um, it was short and to the point. And I think someone told me this at one point in my life, you don't need to explain yourself to a yeah. detriment, but I do think there's a balance because then I think I, I said just yes and no, where then I would go back and feel bad that I didn't get out my words to, for my, for myself to have explained myself. So I think there's a balance. You don't need to just say yes and no, but I think keeping it short and sweet that you're not just rambling because then people are just picking up on like, all right, this girl just sounds like she's just who knows, right? Like you lose people. So I think, yes, I can pick up that shift, but this will be my only one this month that I'm picking up extra. And yeah. like, that's it. Like you don't need to explain yourself to people. Um, that can be just good enough. And that yeah. also takes definitely practice and discipline because it took me and I still am constantly working on it. Um, and what that's was a really thing? good point? Um, keeping it short and sweet and uh I sure can't remember but yeah I think flexing these muscles is just gonna take time and practice and you know going into work oh deciding early you were talking about deciding early I think like if you stayed late the night before at your shift and you were like man I helped other people way too much like today I have to get my work done before I'm offering up myself like driving into work those can be your little mantras like repeatedly saying in your head because like you said if you're gonna say that to yourself before you get into the situation it's gonna be a heck of a lot easier to stick to it and respect yourself in that way I had a nursing student that was doing an interview with me last week and it was interesting that this was the topic that you wanted to speak on uh today because she asked me a question and she said what is one thing that you wish you would have known Um, before you became a nurse. And I was like, oh gosh, but you know, per the podcast, you and I talk on so many topics that are not just about the clinical space, right? It is, but it isn't. It's not just about like the curriculums and it's not just about um, algorithms and things like that. Like it's, you know, these kind of like soft topics. And I said to her, I said, I wish I would have known that it's okay to say no. Wow. I, know. I didn't know that. Right. So, so fun. You said this and I was like, oh, that's so funny. And she was like, okay. She's like, this is so good. And I was like, cause especially as a student, you want to make everybody like proud of you and you're really excited and enthusiastic, but there's always going to be another shift that needs to be covered. 
There's always another hole. There's always another need. There's always a person who's going to want something from you or need something from you. And you were saying, I think, um, about like the different seasons and chapters. The other cool thing about boundaries is that they can move. This is not like a permanent fence. Okay. Think of it more as like an electric fence that you can like widen or make more narrow. So especially while you're starting to establish boundaries with people until you realize if they're going to be respectful or not. Um, and we, Em and I did a whole boundary series what, last year. Em? Yeah, I think so. Was it two years? I really don't even know, but let me tell you, if you go back far enough, you can find it. Um, and the gist of it really is that once you realize that people like somebody is respecting your boundary, you can let them in. Like your boundaries should also have, it's not a wall, it's a fence and a gate. So you can decide like, well, uh, normally I wouldn't overextend myself, but in this extenuating circumstance, I know that this person is really struggling or I really want to be able to bless them this week. And so I'm going to take another night out um, than what I would typically do, or I'm going to stay out a little bit later because I want to be with them. That's totally fine. Like, it's not saying that you're writing this stuff in stone and then you're like, okay, I'm a huge failure. If I said that I was going to be in bed by nine o'clock and like all of a sudden, because this thing happened, these are meant to be changed um, with and when you feel like it is the right space to do it. It's just about establishing healthy practices in your life. And I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to anybody. Like first and foremost, know that Em and I are always talking to ourselves and probably about ourselves um, for good (laughs) reason, because this stuff really is hard, but the yeses and the nos. um, I love this. I also really appreciate a person whose yes does mean yes. And their no does mean no. Actually, if I want an honest opinion on something like I'm going to look for the people who don't have a problem telling me no. Yeah. What do you think about this brand decision for my coffee truck? Hey, do you like, you know, this flavor of whatever? Like, what do you think about this life decision for me? Because I know that they love me and they'll be kind with their words, but they're going to tell me the honest truth. I really value those people more than I value the people that just say yes to everything to try to like appease yes. me. 100%. And that comes with the maturity. Like, mm, yeah. you know, have grace with yourself if one season you feel like you're killing it at this and one season you're not. Because I think maturity can just ebb and flow in general, but also that no that you're that hard no to people like "Mm, not your look girl like take off Mm -hmm. that jacket like the people who are not at that level of maturity yet will be hurt by it and the ones who are there you'll realize and they'll be able to like Meg is saying like be like okay thanks for that like and so you know who you can do that with and who maybe you have to be a little bit more lighthearted with but yeah um, they'll get there and I think that those people may ponder your interactions more than we give credit for and maybe Mm. grow from it too. I love this. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to say that was coming to mind when you were talking, Meg, was I think so often in this world, especially with social media and all the things, it's so easy to get down on ourselves and not have any confidence in ourselves. But Mm. there's also this other mirror image that sometimes, like speaking to myself here, our ego is too high and we like, I'm not sensing that my ego is too high in the way that if I'm not able to say no 
like, okay, I want to take this person a meal this week. And I'm like really crunched and maybe I shouldn't have done this. And maybe I should have said no and done it next week. Like they don't need me. I don't need to save their day. Mm -hmm. Like saying yes to the shift. I'm not the superhero. that's going to heal all the shifting issues of our unit. And so, okay, Emily, hop down off your totem pole from yourself there. You're not that important that you can save the day for all these people all the time saying the right thing and doing the right thing and not being able to say no. Like Really good, Em. Yeah, I just, I get on that a lot. And it's just within the past year that I've really, I think I heard it somewhere, maybe it was a podcast, whatever it was. And it's like, holy cow, like, I am thinking I'm way too important. Like, yes, God made me perfect in his image. And yes, I'm supposed to love myself, because God created me beautifully. But at the same time, like, I am no God, and I'm not going to fix the world. So maybe sometimes even taking that perspective down a notch might be able to help you say no a little bit better. A good reminder is that even when God was in human form and walked the earth, he did not heal every sick person. Mm. He did not meet every individual. Yeah. And so I think what you're saying, I'm just like louder for the people in the back end. (laughs) Seriously. I think that that is like a really beautiful reminder. Um, And I heard it said that, or read it that, words have value and our yes is currency. Mm. So what you're spending your yes on, you're automatically saying no to something else. Right. So if, am I willing to say, yeah, like where are my priorities? If my priority is my Jesus time, my family time, my friends that really need me time, like have I plugged in all of that? with my currency before I spend any more for the person who really needs this thing, but I know I'm already overextended. Yeah. For those visual learners, like you have a hundred percent to give, where are you giving your 20? Where are you giving your 40? Where are you giving whatever the math that's left to remain is being given? Right. And (laughs) another 40. Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, um, There was something else and I don't know what it was. So that's okay. It's totally gone. Oh, The other thing that I read that I really loved was we also don't have to do a hundred percent. Like, so I love the visual of what you're saying. And I think that that's super great. But the other side of it is that we often, especially as Westerners, we think that we have to have a full schedule because if we have time available, then we have to automatically say yes to the thing. Right, grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Because I got an hour. Oh, I could probably squeeze it in here to here. Like, what? No. Yeah. Friends. It's not a coffee mug, y'all. Y'all are not a coffee mug. You don't have to finish every last sip of yourself, okay? (laughs) Like, if it were coffee, yes, you better finish to the last sip. All of it. Wine, finish to the last sip. You and your day, don't got to finish it, girl. How? Or boy. you want it to look. And yeah. you should let it look because if you're in a different season that you need to be taking a little bit more R&R for yourself, then book your schedule out 70% every day. Yeah. If you, if you worked, well, then be done. Let that be the 70% that you did today. And you came home and took yourself a little shower and now you're sitting with your hot cocoa and your candle. <laughs> and your pup. And your naughty dog that burps in your face. That was that's full circle there, Em. That's not even a second. That that's just is a full circle. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> hey, we hope we didn't lose you guys. Whatever you're doing, I hope this brought you some goodness and something to ponder. Um, 
but yeah, we're thinking of yous, and I hope that you can just say one good no for us this week. That's your challenge. One good no. But say yes to the retreat. Yeah, yes to the retreat. Yes to the retreat, friends. All right, guys, have a good week. Bye. Bye.